Hello everybody and welcome back to Elder Geeks Game Club. This is episode number 32, Double Dragon Neon. My name is Steve and with me perpetually is Whoa. Phil. Hi. With me consistently is Phil. <laughs> Phil, how are you doing this evening? I'm very good. How are you? <laughs> Once again, I'm I'm doing all right. <laughs> uh, Randy, Randy is with us as well. Randy, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. I always giggle before my introduction. That's I okay. Give away, I give away my presence. I would be a terrible <laughs> sniper. <laughs> You'd just be up there laughing to yourself as you see the guys coming around the corners. <laughs> yeah. I I, yeah, I like that you associate like sniping people with giggling. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm going to get you, you little motherfucker. And you just pick them off. Uh, <laughs> and once again, welcome back. This is the Game Club Uh for those of you who are uninitiated with our process here, what we do is we pick a game and the three of us play it over a couple of weeks and then we get together and record uh, this book club style podcast where we discuss the game in depth. That includes spoilers for anybody who's listening and doesn't want to have things spoiled. I would recommend listening to something else. Those of you who don't mind spoilers, thanks for sticking with us. Uh <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's really just kind of a book club style discussion. Uh, we talk about things we like, things we didn't like. Uh, not a formal review, but it is what it is. And as I mentioned at the top, uh, this time around we were playing Double Dragon Neon. And we're spoil the hell out of it. Yeah. Spoiler yeah. alert, there are hurricane kicks guys, in this one. Yeah, <laughs> buckle up. There, um, are, there are upside down <laughs> helicopters. <laughs> so, Phil, <laughs> why don't you go ahead and give us a little uh, back background on uh, Double Dragon Neon. Sure. So, I mean, usually when I dive into history, I like to go into the history of the game and the developer. And Double Dragon has such a huge history. I really tried to to sum it up the best I could. I mean, you could you could probably talk about this goddamn history all day. So, Double Dragon, that was a there was a series called Double Dragon. There, there actually was yeah, there actually was a series, (laughs) believe it or not, called Double Dragon. And um, well, this game was developed by WayForward uh, for Majesco. They published it. Mm-hmm. It was released on Xbox Live and PSN on September 12th. Uh, so Double Dragon, this game that apparently existed before many, mm-hmm. many moons ago. It was originally developed by Technos. Uh, they released it in 87. And this is actually kind of an interesting fact, I think. It's a semi-spin-off. It's more of like a refinement of an earlier game they made called Renegade, which was also an arcade game and, and an NES game. Mm-hmm. And Renegade... Uh, in Japan is under the it's the first of the Kunio-kun, I'm probably saying that wrong uh, series, which became River City Ransom. So River City Ransom and Double Dragon are kind of like brothers. Um, So Double Dragon was a hit, thing got ported to every freaking platform. Uh, I actually remember playing some kind of computer version when I was a kid, which was, I think, which was based on the NES port, if I remember correctly. It was oh, wow. Of, yeah, and it, it was a piece of shit, but I really wish, I, I wish I got a hold of my cousin to find out what one that was. But, uh, yeah, I, I played that before. Uh, and then from there, you get direct, there were direct sequels, Double Dragon 2, Double Dragon 3, uh, originally arcade games. That was Super Double Dragon is the only one that was created uh, for a home console, only released on the Super Nintendo. Um, from there, the brand kind of splintered off into, like, semi-sequels. I mean, Rare did uh, Battletoads and Double Dragon, the ultimate team. Um, there was a fighting game, Double Dragon 5, which, if you guys remember, was based on that piece of crap cartoon that existed. Yeah, I vaguely remember the cartoon. Yeah, it was bad. I, I remember being really upset that this was Double Dragon 5. <laughs> and then there was a just called Double Dragon, but I guess it's kind of considered six by some people, developed by Technos again uh, in 95 for the Neo Geo, and that was actually based off the movie. But unlike like the Street Fighter video game that was based on the movie, where it had like the actors, this was just like regular sprite-based, you know, like mm-hmm. sh- looked like regular Street Fighter, but it had like really horrible compressed video clips. Hmm. Of like the movie playing in the background. Just so who was know. in the movie? Wasn't it the guy? One of the guy, the guy from Party of Five, wasn't yes. he in in uh, the movie? Yes, he was. I believe Billy Lee. Okay, I can't I remember his name off the top uh, of my Scott, head. Scott Wolf. Scott Wolf. There you go. Okay. Yeah, and I don't remember who the other guy was. I don't know if he was semi. Well he was. Known. He was the guy who played uh, Bill in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. 
Because <laughs> nobody can remember who that guy is or what his name is. So whenever hey, I can't Spencer. think of it. There you go. I did Oh, well, look oh. at you. <laughs> you actually know who he is. Wow. I, d- I only know because my sister was obsessed with Bill and Ted. Uh-huh. And she used to talk about them all the time. <laughs> she used to call Keanu Kenu. Kenu. <laughs> you didn't know how to pronounce his name then, you know? Kenu, <laughs> Kenu Reeves. Kenu Reeves. I always just call him the guy who's not Keanu. That, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so then, and this is this one's kind of interesting too. In 2002, Playmore, um, they created a Neo Geo fighter called Rage of the Dragons, and that's like an unofficial Double Dragon game. It features the characters Billy and Jimmy, but their name is Lewis instead of Lee. <laughs> Billy and Jimmy, huh? Yeah. So they huh. they didn't have uh, like legal. I guess they wanted to make like a sequel to their old one, but they. I guess somewhere along the lines, the rights uh, changed. Okay, I see. So they were just like, well, whatever. We'll just make Bimmy and Jimmy. So, <laughs> B- Bimmy <yeah>. and Jimmy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they, <laughs> so they did that. Unfortunately, you guys didn't get far enough in to uh. Neon to where Bimmy and Jimmy come out or Bimmy and Jammy show up. But oh well. <laughs> um. Then there were ports of the original Double Dragon that have been released on Xbox Live, and there was even the, I think it was more of like a compilation one for Game Boy Advance, which I've never played. I think I have that. Do you? Yeah, I I have the uh, Game Boy Advance one laying around (laughs) somewhere. That's like a uh, semi-rare game. It fetches for a fair price on eBay. Really? I'll have to to dig it up. I I have like a bin somewhere with all our GBA games in it. Ah. I'll have to go through it. Yeah, that's a good one. A, a little gem you have there you didn't know hmm. so yeah i mean that's the short end of double dragon history i mean and, and these games have been ported to every freaking platform and system known the man ones you've never even heard of all sorts of shit don't forget the bad movie don't forget the bad movie well i did talk about the bad movie sort of oh you did well yeah i said oh. that one game was based on the bad movie oh that's right yep all right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, scott, so much scott double dragon history. We, went the, we went in the keanu reeves it had bill that's right you're right bill was yep. in it <laughs> yeah but <laughs> Who was not even in it? <laughs> T one thousand was in it. So, oh wow! Yeah, yeah people Rob listening Patrick to this are gonna be it. like, "God, these guys don't know what they're talking about." Bill wasn't in Double Dragon. <laughs> we know what we were talking about. Yeah. We lived through it. Robert Patrick was the Shadow Master or some shit. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember him being in that. That's bad. That's. A bad I haven't movie. seen. The, I mean, I think I saw that movie once when it first came out. Oh it's, yeah, it's this bad. is a, a travesty. A Bobo looks like a piece of shit in that movie. He looks like he's about to pop. But at least they included them. I give them credit for including them. All right, so way forward before we move on from this history. Sorry, sorry, folks. Uh, this is way forward's third major like retro revival. Uh, they did Contra Four DS, which I personally which was, was awesome, freaking pretty awesome. good. Yeah, I mean they they knocked it out of the park on that one. Uh, a boy and his blob on Wii, which I really like. I really liked that. Not not a perfect game, but good. I and liked it, and I did the video review for that one. I, I still stand by my rating on that one. I, I think it's a really good game. It's just not a game for adults. Like, if you have kids, I think it's a great game for kids. Yeah, it wasn't very challenging, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> Especially all the signs. There's, like, all these signs throughout the whole game that tell you exactly what power to use, and it's like, okay, I got, I get it. <laughs> That's why it'd be good for kids. <laughs> right. Um This is actually their first of these three that's, like, a digital download. It's not a retail title. Uh, it's kind of intended to be like a reboot of the franchise. I guess it's not including that the other ones that ever happened, anything like that. And of course, it is wrapped in a '80s inspired theme. It's dripping with the '80s. So, that do you is, think so? Uh, I mean, I mean, a little, I, I see some '90s in there. <laughs> yeah, it does. Not. It gets a little blurry <laughs> at times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, late '80s, early '90s. It is a little fuzzy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, there so, was like that, that period of the '90s before Nirvana, where like right. where uh, things were still kind of eighty, like nine hundred two one zero, and like Faith yes, No More yes, and stuff yes. like that. Yep, tight rolled jeans and well, that always happens. It's a transitional phase. I mean, we're in that right now. When you think about it. We're in the beginning of when we look back at the the aughts, right? We call them the aughts. <laughs> I would like to call them the aughts personally. When we look back at the aughts as we're. At the Back end of the, six. Yeah, at the end of the tens, we'll, we'll see this transitional phase. But <laughs> regardless, <laughs> always happens. Yes, yes. So, well, I mean, even you even see the uh, like if you look back at the early like like two thousand, it's it kind of feels like nineties ish. It's weird. It's a weird thing. But anyway, all right. Um, our thoughts on our thoughts. Our thoughts on Double Dragon <laughs> Neon. Uh, Randy, 
you, uh, I'm gonna pick you first because I know you, you had the biggest beef. So we'll start with the man with the biggest beef. <laughs> great, great. So the they're gonna be like, this I, get, I paid, I just paid you a compliment there, Randy. I don't know. <laughs> double, double dragon neon. What you know, everybody. If you're watching this on the the YouTube version as opposed to listening to the podcast version of it, um, you'll see like the very first stage of it is is almost like a mirror image of the original stage from from the original Double Dragon, which I thought was kind of neat, you know, and they, they add in some nice new moves, like you can, uh, if you if you duck at the right moment, you power up, mm-hmm. you know, like if you dodge at the right moment, you, you power up and can do like a really quick, awesome, you know, counter. Um, a lot of the a lot of the moves that were not in the original Double Dragon, like the Hurricane Kick are in it. Um, I'm trying to think of, of anything else I really kind of want to say about it. Oh, it also... In that in that same sense, it it actually has a lot of River City Ransom kind of elements to it, where where there are shops and stuff along the way that you can stop in and and get power ups and crap like that for yourself. But it quickly diverts itself from the you know pound for pound remake of the original Double Dragon, and it quickly goes off the irreverent scale. You know where where it originally it seems like it's going to be this this original or this this uh pixel for pixel remake and then uh they go into things like outer space where they're like oh no no oxygen better hold my breath <laughs> and they hold their breath and they run through outer space and it's kind of funny but you don't expect that because like when i when i first played that first level i was like okay it's just double dragon again but with with prettier graphics but then as it, it gets funnier as it kind of goes along and that i like what i kind of don't like is and i said this to you guys before it is so 80s nobody was that 80s in the 80s like that like that's like all 10 years jammed into into like 10 minutes if not if not more you know it's like we get it you're you're 80s there's cassette tapes and mullets and and neon lights and and uh spandex and crap like that but um yeah i think it's just meant to be kind of like a like a um what's the word i'm searching for here kind of like a uh like the the 80s that never was kind of you know what i mean yeah. like like the it's ridiculous but it, i i don't think it's you know i, you I know, don't think they're, i didn't like it i was never a fan of like 80s fashion or i don't music. think they're that far off the mark really uh you don't think no because i played <laughs> after i played this game i a far off the mark of double dragon uh oh i, I, were gonna say I played of the 80s. um through 1 and 2 the original yeah. arcade versions and like all the bad guys are wearing pink shirts and shit. Oh yeah, and you know it's got like the color scheme is is there, and I mean it's a very it's a, it's a serious game as opposed to this where they're going into space. Um, but that look, I mean the look is there. You're like, yeah, this is this is very eighties when you're playing it. You know, yeah. so they like yeah. totally took that idea and just went you know went to town with it. But I, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh no no I well I don't know I I guess I. There were moments of it that I really liked it, and there were moments of it, moments of it that I really didn't like it. Like, I, I didn't like the fact that it, it almost, at first, didn't seem to know what it wanted to be. You know, if it wanted to be, like, this, a, a whole new sequel, which it, it really is, then then don't even start me off with that original stage to make me think, like, this is going to be a, a whole new remake. But then at the same time, I don't know. I don't I mean, know. So you got the impression <laughs> you got the impression that it was going to be a remake from that first. I stage? did, yeah. Based on that uh, first level, I totally yeah. thought it was going to be a remake. So I, I didn't get that feeling at all. Yeah, I just took it as like it was kind of like a big homage to to the original right. game and the time period that it was. Really? Out in. See, I totally thought it was a remake because they even had a Bobo as the final first boss. Right. Yeah. You know, but I felt like that was more like fan service than exactly than meaning right. to be. Yeah, like a like an actual remake or anything. And and I mean I. I, on the 80s thing again, I mean, like, m- one of my biggest memories of Double Dragon uh, was probably from, like, I would say either the late 80s, about that time period. But, like, I can just picture, and this is for people who don't live in this area, probably not going to understand it unless you watch MTV. But, like, you know, we sp- living in New Jersey, we spend a lot of time down at the beach, and there's a boardwalk. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, sorry. And uh, <laughs> the nice thing about it, and it's still true today is that there was just a ton of arcades and there's still a ton of arcades it's like one of the only places i know of where i can go and there's arcade games like even fortunately it's it's uh fast and the furious wall to wall but well yeah but they still get some new i know you still you still get a couple right but it's it's one of the only places i know where you can and they still have all the classic games too like you could probably walk into like 20 of those arcades and play double dragon today right 
anyway, my point was that's kind of like my memory of playing Double Dragon the most. Like I, I know I probably played it on the NES, and I know I played Super Double Dragon, but my, I remember it the clearest being in an arcade and it just being that time period and just pumping quarters into a machine yeah. and, and, and playing it with my friends side by side. And uh, so that's why I think I had posted something on Twitter about it and then we kind of got into our conversation. It was just about like I felt like it was like a, it's like a love letter to that time period. You know, it's not really meant to be accurate and of course it's ridiculous, but and, and, and there may never have been an 80s that was that way exactly but it is kind of the way when you think about it and and the funny thing is as i was playing through the game the music is incredible by the, the way awesome. yeah the music's done, very done good. by uh, jake kaufman uh aka vert uh big lion music if you have never heard his music and i'm sure you have because he has done a ton of soundtracks go to look up big lion music and check out his stuff because he is just amazingly talented um but as i was listening to the music on the one stage <coughs> Um, I think it was in the spaceship level. Mm-hmm. It just sounded like it should have been on like the Transformers the movie. I was gonna soundtrack. say the vocal one, right? The vocal <laughs> yeah, track. yeah, yeah. The, the guy's vocals. Awesome. He sounded like that Stan Bush dude who does like yeah. the touch you and all that. The touch. It sounded like that, and it it, it was just you know yeah. obviously it wasn't that, but it you know it invoked that memory in my head, and and I, I think that's just what the what the game does well with with the theming. I totally agree with that, and I and I will say this: I don't like the game on a console. But if I found that game in an arcade somewhere, I would belly up to it and play it in an instant. If if my method of playing it was putting in quarters and then with joystick and two buttons, I'd be there for an, I'd be there until I was out of money or I beat the game. They should skip the quarters and just put a credit card swipe thing <laughs> on it because I would yeah I would be there all day. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a totally different feel because like it is. I'm trying to think of um, anybody who messes around with MAME stuff. And, Phil, I know you, you recently built a MAME cabinet. It's a totally different feel when you can just keep hitting more quarters, more quarters, more quarters, and and play and beat games like classics like 1942 or something like that, or mm-hmm. even this, when you don't have any repercussion as to like the monetary loss. Um, and that, that was actually a big key part of game you know video games back in the 80s and and i think there's some disconnect there between that and xbox live arcade i mean i i i see what you're saying but i kind of disagree with it in in this case uh because like i said after after i played through this game i went back i played the first two and then i also played um the first ninja turtles arcade game um just because i was like in this brawler mood and <laughs> it sounds like it and i felt like um you know, those games, yeah, you just got to sit there and pump in quarters. And I was kind of like, I was actually getting bored with Double Dragon. I was getting bored with all three of them uh, playing it. I was just playing it by myself. I should have forced my wife to play with me or something. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Put the kids down and get over yeah. here. Well, they were in bed. She was upstairs, and I was down here playing games on the on the machine. Yeah. Um, so what I like about Neon is you can get good at Neon. And mm-hmm. I think that is what separates it from those games. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, yeah, because because like some of the old brawlers, like there was no there was no good method of, of like taking down bosses. Yeah, you're just you getting just like had, you had to take your licks, basically. Right. Like I mean, I was I love Ninja, I love the arcade Ninja Turtles, but I mean those last few bosses, you literally walk up or jump kick, pray you get the hit, and then you're instantly getting whacked in the face, and you're flying across the screen. A lot. Yeah. A lot of times with those older games, it was like just get through the level with out dying so you have as many lives as possible at the end right. because you're just going to like burn through all those lives oh, yeah. exactly and and i found with with uh, double dragon with neon i went in there and i went in there when i first started playing it i went in there with that mentality i was like well i'm just gonna hit these buttons enjoy the ride and then i died on the first stage like twice i got a game over twice and i was like mm-hmm. wow this is kind of hard there's like a there's a learning curve here and that was when I started. That was when my brain was just like, okay, I guess I have to figure out how to actually, you know, I, I should have paid attention to these messages that were flashing. On yeah, the screen, you know, like <laughs> it was telling me what to do, and I was just like, well, who cares about this? I'm just gonna punch, you know. <laughs> and then another thing I did was, I went into the options. I don't know if you guys did this, um, and you can set it to where you can see hit points on on bad guys. And I was like, well, uh, I want to no, see I this. I want to see hit points, and that made like a huge difference for me because different things do different damage like the fists they do shit so like you want to do a lot of kicks the mm-hmm. kicks do like major damage and then you can start 
you start figuring things that you start seeing what items are more valuable than others like the baseball mm-hmm. bat it's going to destroy people but maybe another item it's, it's not so strong and you might but not want to you know pick that one up like the little hair comb Yes, exactly. The hair comes funny though because <laughs> when you throw it, it goes into some, it goes into their hair. It gets yeah. stuck in their yeah. face. I love it. <laughs> um, so, uh, like, I found I started finding strategy, and I was like, "Oh wow, this is really neat." And then another thing, uh, I was playing. I, I played two player. I played through half of it two player with my brother uh, last weekend, mm-hmm. and I think he said, "Oh, there's there's no there's no block," and I go, "No, there's there's no block." And then I. I th- he was like disappointed, but that that made me kind of appreciate the um, the the ducking mechanic. Mm-hmm. If you if you dodge a punch, you you crouch it basically, and if you crouch it successfully, you're powered up for like two seconds. And with those two seconds, if you hit somebody, it's gonna hurt them pretty mm-hmm. pretty bad. So I like that risk reward. I like that whenever a brawler has a block, usually you just hit the block and they punch you and. You're really you're still losing health. It's just like a little tiny bit of you know what I mean, as opposed to right, right. So and then it just becomes like it, you're not moving. You're just standing there holding block, right, waiting, just, waiting for them to stop hitting, and then you just hit them real quick. And it, exactly. Whereas this introduces like, a, well, they're not going to stop. So either I got to figure out the timing on this, and then or you know what I mean, and then mm-hmm. rethink rethink things a little bit. So that mechanic in itself really changes the way just you approach this the game. I feel. Um. So yeah, I started. Uh, like it kind of had these like. I mean, it's it is. I guess you could say a dumb brawler, but I feel like it started having these layers to it, which I I really liked. And as you get deeper into the game, it even kind of assumes that yes, you've learned how to duck and roll. And I don't know if you guys, yeah, on the spaceship they have them. There's like these 2D parts where you can't move up and down on the plane. You're yeah. just kind of stuck mm-hmm. on a track. Yep. They start doing parts like that later on where they kind of it's almost like a Castlevania where they almost have like a Medusa head coming at you, but oh, it's like okay. a mis- it's like a missile in this case and you need to like alternate your your duck dodges. Is that with the helicopter? Roll. Oh god. That sounds terrible. No, it was, with, <laughs> no, it was cool. I did it without getting hit. <laughs> uh, like uh, and it like it feels good when you're successfully doing it. Um and I like how they, they they get the most out of that mechanic. Hmm. Um, yeah, so I just feel like it's more to me. It's more than just like a dumb brawler. And I kept coming back to it. I like I I completed the ga- whole game. I played through more than half of it on hard. I'm, I wanted to go back wow. to it, but I haven't had time. And then I played through half of it again with my brother. So mm-hmm. I played the shit out of this game in the last two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> I think calling it, I think calling it a dumb brawler is, is is doing it a disservice. I mean, I know you're not, but I, I'm saying for someone who would call it that, because it really, like you said, there really is an, a, a much more, uh, many more layers of strategy to how you play and, and evasion and all that really is, is a big part of it. And uh, I, I think that was really cool. And that that was really saying I had the same reaction where it kind of like, you know, took took me back a couple a little bit when, when I realized that that was the case because I was going into it with the same exact mentality of being like, all right, I'm going to punch, I'm going to kick, um, and I'm going to move around. Right, and like you're just going to, like, you're going to muscle through it, the same yeah. thing. You're going to get to the boss with as many lives, you know. Exactly, like, yeah. Right. Um, and then uh, one thing I had to do, I was playing it on the PlayStation 3, and mm-hmm. I one thing that I really liked that they did, and I, and I had to do this for myself, was um, the dodge uh, mechanic on that was on the L2 button which really just didn't work for me at all. So I, okay. I remapped it to L1, which wasn't being used for anything, and it, it, it like changed the game for me when I did that. It Because I was struggling uh, before that just because it was so uncomfortab- uncomfortable for me to reach down there. As soon as I put it on L1, it was it, yeah, it was a game changer, and uh, yeah, the everything L1 just kind of clicked. L2 was, it, like, one's an instant button, the other one's like that right, whole that long trigger. trigger pull. I can't remember if that's the same way with the 360, because I'm playing it on 360. I think it is the... The L2 or whatever the hell it's called on 360. Yeah, they got the bumpers. The 360's yeah. got the two bumpers and then it's got the okay. triggers. Where LT. Yeah. So that 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 was nice. I liked that they put that in there. I really liked all the um, the power-ups. I thought that was awesome. I liked how you, you would collect more tapes. At first yeah. I got it. I got it and I was like, oh man, I got it again. You know, like I kept getting the same one. Every right. And then when I went into the store and, I, and it kind of clicked for me that uh, it was actually building up you know right, you're making it more stronger p- yeah so i like that i like that you could switch your abilities i like that you could have like kind of a passive uh buff on you mm-hmm. um 
for the other they one. They do need to do a little bit of better explaining as to like the whole magic system in the game because I was seeing this magic bar and I'm like, what the shit does that even do? It took right. me mm-hmm. probably like, I don't know, my my third attempt back at the game to even figure out how the hell that even worked. You know, they they don't. There's like zero explanation for it whatsoever, even from the store point of view or or within the gameplay. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I liked. I did play a little bit of split screen. Um, with my daughter, which I realized split, pretty split screen, you called it. Well, whatever, you know, <laughs> two player, two player co-op. We were sitting there next to each other, and we were playing on the same screen. Sorry, yes, not, not I'm, sp- I'm just being a dick. It, it was not split. <laughs> there was no splitting of the screen. Sorry. How did that work out, by the way? The two player at the same time. It was. It was fun. Um, I quickly realized I should not have been having my daughter play that game. But um, <laughs> <laughs> when the booby girls came out and stuff. And well, yeah, but there the, was also the there's like some cursing and, and stuff in yeah, there. Yeah. Uh, the cursing. Oh, I don't remember the cursing, but yeah, yeah, yeah I think right. I think they dropped some shits here and there. Um, nothing too bad, but bad enough that she like raises her eyebrows when she hears mm. it. So I'm like, I better turn this off. I'm being <laughs> I'm being the irresponsible gaming parent guy. But, did, uh, she, did one of you die? I, I like did, what, and, I and like I really happens. liked that. That's why I was getting yeah. onto that because that mechanic where you could like do the the like a quick time event thing where you would it did the pencil and the tape cassette to wind yeah. it up to uh, to really re- yeah. that's yeah. See, I didn't get to see that at all because yeah. I only got to play single player. It was like, really yeah. cool. Yeah, it would revive the other player. Um, it's like a Gears of War, right? I mean, I didn't play much Gears, but I mean, yeah, that same idea same idea. Same. Yep, yep. You okay, just, or even like Castle Crashers where you have to like time the the heart pumps kind of thing. Yeah, this you don't have to do any timing. You really just kind of okay. spam on the X button or whatever button it was mapped to. I forget, but yeah, when you have to go over to them though to do it. So if there's a ton of enemies, it can get difficult because you can't. Right. Um, so Rewind. basically, it was me reviving her, and every time I died, I was pretty much screwed. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> now I, let me let me ask this: Was it easier to do it with multiple people? Because I was kind of always mad whenever I died and ran out of lives while playing single player, and I hit continue, it would toss me all the way back at the very beginning of these yeah. very very long stages. And I'm like, if I just had a second person sitting here to just revive me, and maybe you know they could hit continue, it might be easier to to push forward. Yeah, I think I felt like it was at first, but then as I got better, just playing it by myself, I, I found that it wasn't really an issue anymore. But in the beginning, yeah. when I was still kind of learning it and getting used to the controls and everything. I felt like it was easier because I did have a little bit of a cushion uh, to fall back on. I think you can actually, and I, this may have been a bug in the game, in the game, but there was at one point where I was out of lives and she only had one life and I was dead. Mm-hmm. And you can steal the other person's lives, you know, like in Contra. Like Contra. Yeah. Okay. yeah. <laughs> but she only had one life left and I just kept stealing it indefinitely and coming back uh, into the game. Uh. So it might have been a bug in the game. I don't know if hmm. you. Anybody from way forward hears this, you might want to take a look at might that. Check that I don't out. Know. Look at those bugs. <laughs> Interesting. But uh, and I only experienced that once, so it might have just been a fluke. It might not happen for other people. I don't know that, but it did definitely happen. I wasn't crazy because uh, <laughs> I think we got past in a bobo that way. Oh wow! <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, very cool game. I, I I like it a lot. It's it's very cool. You yeah, know, I mean, I guess just kind of going back to what I was kind of saying it's not that i it's not that i dislike it there's just stuff about it that i dislike and i, and I think the whole 80s thing really is kind of a it's rubbing it's you the wrong person- way man yeah it's just a personal pet peeve there's like no real reason as to why i dislike throwback stuff to the 80s stuff you know i i realize that 80s things are or at least they were in fashion i don't know if they still are but but uh i don't know and a part of that felt a little bit panderish to me. Like, hey, you kids like your '80s things now, like your Dexy's Midnight Runners and your <laughs> and your Ahas. Well, check out these Double Dragons. You know, it's funny to me because I can't even imagine that like any kids today, like anybody yeah, under the age of twenty, would would want to like like anything from that time period for any reason. Are you kidding me? Look at everybody's wearing Ray Bans and shit now. Are man. they? I, I guess I'm out of touch. I don't know. <laughs> an old man or something. I don't know. I don't I don't get out to the mall neon, on neon Friday colors. nights very often anymore. Neon colors are definitely coming back in. I mean That's I just true. went to a I just went to a wedding where I wore a bright freaking blue shirt and a purple tie and I didn't even give a shit. <laughs> I got many compliments. There was like a t- like, and, and just to use just to use like the the mall kind of analogy or or, or il- to illustrate this, uh, I guess of changing fashion is like, you know, in my early twenties and like all the way through maybe like my mid twenties, I would still shop at stores like Pacific Sun. 
and stuff like that. Like they usually mm-hmm. had like like a lot of skateboard clothes element and stuff like that. And I would get like cargo shorts there. And like over time, I started going in there and just finding like everything was like neon green and like <laughs> you know just like the color. <laughs> everything was basically like highlighter colors. Like if you buy like a like the right. multi the multi assorted pack of highlighters, like that was the palette of the the clothing in Pacific yeah. Sun. And then I realized I, I could no longer shop there. I was like I've I have now edged out of the demographic for that store. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, yeah. Okay. Here it is. I'll sum it up my final thoughts on it. I've lived through the eighties once and I didn't like the fashion <laughs> back then. I don't want to do it again. I don't want to go through the eighties. Yeah. What was awesome about the eighties were the video games though. Video games. And great. this is just like them. <laughs> it is. Yeah. I think, I think for us, I mean, we were all young enough in the eighties that we have a little bit of plausible deniability. Like we weren't really picking, we weren't really yeah. picking out our own clothes at that point. I'm more, we I'm more a child of the waves. 90s. <laughs> I do believe I at one point owned a pair of parachute pants, but I do not think that I bought them for myself uh, <laughs> as I was probably about five or six years old. So I don't do a whole lot of shopping. Uh, I know, I know, I know Phil owned at least one Michael Jackson glove in his life. Uh, maybe I still do. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. What about, what about the what about the uh, the biker the black biker pants with the single neon colored stripe right down the side of them? Yeah, remember those? Oh, wow. mm-hmm. I I, I, mean, uh, I was gonna I was gonna not bring it up, but it made me remember my members only. We were talking about it on, uh, oh, on yeah, Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, I you brought up you brought mine. up members only. Um, so I told you I had a story for this, and I'll I'll tell. I'm sorry, people, that we're not we're gonna not talk about Double Dragon for a few seconds here. So. I was working at KB Toys. This was probably 97, 98. I'm going to peg it around. Uh, and I didn't have a winter coat. And I was going to work with no, uh, just a sweater on. And then the one day my mom was she kept saying, you need a coat, you need a coat, you need a coat. So the one day she says, you need a coat here. I, I don't even know where this coat came from. <laughs> she goes, wear this coat. And I go, and she goes, I just got it. It's a nice coat. I was like, okay. And I look at it, and it says members only. And I have never heard of members only in my life. <laughs> never. So I didn't know, like, the joke. But I was just like, God, this coat's a piece of shit. I don't want to wear this coat. That's, that's all I was thinking. Nothing against members only. <laughs> I just knew I didn't want to wear it. And she was ragging on me. I was like, fine, I'll wear the goddamn coat. So I put the coat on, and I go to KB. So anyway, we go. We're closing the store at night. I I put I put my coat on. The guy I'm working with goes, members only. <laughs> I go, what? And he goes, those are the worst. And then he just rails like he just kills me. <laughs> and I was like, I am never wearing this fucking coat again. And I never. That was it. That was the only time I wore it. <laughs> when I was a little kid, I had a members only jacket. And and uh, one of the, you know, Dad, if you're happening to listen to this, uh, sorry. But one of my one of my visits home recently, like within the past year or so, my dad was going through his closet. He was like, "Harry, you want a jacket? I never wear this anymore." <laughs> and he pulls out this old members only jacket. I was like, "Yeah, sure, Dad, I'll take it." Where is it now? That's what I was. I meant you to really actually wear it. it. Oh, so you yeah, really I swear it, so. it's in my closet. Well, at least you didn't throw it out. No, <laughs> uh, no. You were very nice. Yeah. Oh God. But, but double dragon. Yeah, double dragon. So. Um, you know, what I really like about the game, too, other than the fact that I, I dig the whole 80s thing just because it's right up my alley, um, I really like how it's kind of a celebration of all brawlers, and there's you can find lots of elements from all these games in it, like, you know, that dash, the dash, uh, el- the dash shoulder mechanic from, uh, like, Turtles in Time has kind of worked its way in there. Yeah. Uh, it goes through a lot of, you know, it's a combination, there's a, they use a lot of ideas from Double Dragon, like two that are in there. That you know, the uh, the helicopter stage from Dragon Double Dragon Two, where everybody's flying out the window. They use that in space with the uh, with the air, you know, sucking everybody out in the space. You know, that idea is kind of thrown in there as well. Uh, the tank boss from Double Dragon Two, they revisit, and so there's a lot of stuff from there. And then it kind of has you know the typical you know, I guess tropes that weren't in Double Dragon games that but that were in later games of its type, like, you know, the elevator stages, the stage where you're riding on something and, you know, if you fall off, it's, you're, you know, instant death type deal. Uh, so I really like just that whole combination of all those, of all those great, like, side-scrolling brawlers. And, and to be honest, this one has quickly become probably, like, one of my favorite ones. It's like, really? I would say maybe, like, top three, top five. Favorite wow. brawler, favorite brawler. I love it. I think it's just, 
I think they just nailed it. Like in every way you could nail it on a brawler, I think they did it. My only, the only thing I really dislike is with the shops. Um, you got to go through the whole level to get to the shop instead of yeah. just going to the shop. Yeah, and they're only in like certain stages. Uh, right, stage it'll tell two, you on the map if if it has a store or not. A, yeah, yeah like I don't even know if it does. Four. Does it tell you on the map? I yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. Oh, it does tell you on the map. Mm-hmm. Wow, I didn't even notice that. Um, yeah, I, that's the only thing I don't like because I had made it to the final boss without really upgrading much, and he was just whooping me. And I was, and I actually I did call my wife down on that. I said joint. I said you just need the buzz. I just need you to be beat up basically because we have to be, we had to beat the final boss. I was like, this is driving me nuts. It was getting late. Had to go to bed. We lost worse, worse than I lost before because. <laughs> it was just too hard, but too, you know what? Because it had that learning curve. Yeah. You know, and she's just going in, and she's a meat bag, and then it's just kind of screwing up my flow. So it made it harder, actually. So I was just like, what do I do? What do I do? I said, well, what about these shops? So I went back to the shop in stage two. I had tons of money, so I upgraded the shit out of my dude. And then I went back, and I whooped the final boss. But that was the only thing. I wish that the shops were just. Like when you're on the map screen, you could just kind of access a shop, spend whatever money you have, yeah, and upgrade that way. Um, but uh, yeah, that was really my only complaint. Other than that, I, I think it's think it's awesome, and hopefully they do another one because. And you know, and I would like to say I went into this game wanting to hate it. Like I thought it looked terrible. Yeah, you did. I remember you. You seemed like you were kind of reluctant to play it, and I, I was the one that was a little excited. Yeah, about you it. were excited, and I was not. And I, I, I thought it looked like shit from the first trailer because um, Way Forward's kind of known for great pixel art and really good like two D animation. Like the Buenas Blob animation is real good. Uh, I don't know if you guys played Blood Rain Betrayal. No, no that, but that looked really good. That's pretty cool too. It's not as good as this, but it's it's worth trying out. Uh, that has like cool animation too. Um, so this has 2D backgrounds that are like painted, digitally painted, and then it has 3D models. And Wave Forward's 3D is never really good. And like when you look at this game, it's just kind of you're like, oh, it looks real janky from like when you're looking at the videos. And I just wasn't really feeling it. And I I did think that the 80s thing at that point, I was just like, yeah, this is really just it's 280s. Um, but then when I played it, I. And I started feeling it. I started getting into it. It was like stage two is when it really hit. Like the 80s thing really like got me in stage two when that pop music played. Mm-hmm. Um, was, you yeah. Know, like the female vocals. Um, when they kick in and I was just like, okay. They, like they, they get it. They understand it. That's and that's when a lot of that game kind of comes together and, and you start to get it is stage two or three. Which is, which is you know, I was going to say like, hey, this is at least a worth trying, but my fear is that if you just only try it, you're only going to be playing level one and you're right. not, you're not going to be getting the game at all. Like you won't be understanding the concept of mm-hmm. it at all because stage one is not double dragon. Neon. Yeah. Right. At least get yeah. far enough to fight Skullmageddon. Come yes. Right. I yeah, mean, exactly. The game's got a guy named Skullmageddon. Right. In it. Which mean. another throwback <laughs> because like he is Skeletor. Yeah. Yes. I didn't really, I didn't really, it didn't really even has the same voice. Yeah, yeah, it's the same. He's got, like, he, his voice reminded me of like a uh, like a bad guy in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Right, right. And it's great because when they introduced me, like, oh, this guy's kind of badass. And, and then he speaks. <laughs> and when I was playing it with my brother, when he spoke, I was just kind of waiting to see what his reaction was. And he goes, that's his voice? And I go, yep. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was so disappointed that that was his voice. But I loved it. Um, that was a phenomenal impression of your brother, by the way. <laughs> For a second, I felt like he was on the podcast he, with us. He was, in, he was with us. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I just think that they... Oh, I, I, before I move... I'm sorry. I, I lost my train of thought there. I was talking about the 3D models. Um, yeah, so I wanted to hate it, but they kind of won me over with the 3D models, too, because um, I kind of learned to like them, and the animation's not great, but it, 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 it's serviceable, but I... What I respected with it was, especially since I just played Blood Rain, which they also, like I said, they also did. Um, they really make the the most out of those models. Um, there's tons of different. They're always reskinning them for all the stages. Like you're in space now, they're wearing space helmets, and mm-hmm. you know, when you're uh, later on, they're like zombies, like towards the end of the game. And I really like that. Th- that's stuff they couldn't do if it was all 2D. If it was all when you're playing Blood Rain, there's literally like six enemies in the whole game, and that's it. And it's because they're all hand drawn, and I understand that the process of freaking hand—I I know firsthand the process of doing 
2D animation, how hard it is, and you just can't reskin it and give it a different feel. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they're able to. They made the use of the models in that way, and that was when I was like, okay, I I understand why they did it this way, and and it makes sense. And so they won. They won me over in like every single aspect. Cool. So. Very yeah. nice. And I and I and my final thought is, uh, I really like Double Dragon as a whole, but two is. Two on the NES is the best one. I mean, it's the best Double Dragon game. And I loved that game when I was a kid. And I remember when Double Dragon 3 came out and just being so fucking let down that that game was such a piece of shit. It almost, seemed like, it almost seemed like you looked at the cartridges and you were like, wait, did they get these car- labels backwards? Is 3-2 yeah. and is 2-3? Because 2 was <laughs> yeah. awesome. I mean, I mean, just you don't understand. Maybe you do. The feeling of the first time I played 3. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do. I, I remember back in the day. I was, I was, I was a big Double Dragon fan. I didn't like it on the NES, but you know, my brother and I played it quite a bit in the arcade because that mm-hmm. was one of those games where there was always that moment in back in the day when you're playing games in the arcade where where you couldn't believe what somebody was actually doing in front of you. Like the first right. time I remember, I was playing Street Fighter Two. My brother was like, "What are you playing?" I was like, "Oh, is this game called Street Fighter Two? And he goes, "We're Street Fighter One." I was like, "I don't know." Right. And then he's like, "Which one are you?" And I'm like, "I'm the green guy that's throwing off the electricity." And he was like, "No," <laughs> and like the concept of playing a guy that looked like a boss was kind of right. cool and, and new back then. But uh, you know, Double Dragon Two was was just the best Double Dragon. Period. End of sentence. Yeah, it's all awesome. well. I think this one dethrones it finally, but um, I I agree that like nothing topped it. Everything else after that was kind of shit. I didn't really play this NES one, and then there was that like I said, the Double Dragon Five, and it just it fell apart after two. And I feel like with this one, it's like I finally got the Double Dragon I wanted after two. Like I finally got it, and that's that's the best. That's the highest praise I can give it. That's that, that I, is pretty high praise. So. Very cool. So it sounds like we're all pretty much in agreement that this game is definitely at least worth checking out and that uh, if you do, to make sure you stick around for a couple levels. Yeah, yeah. I Like I said, I would give it a worth trying. I think that the $10 price tag is a little steep, but, you know... You can't really, really I, thought contr- it was, I thought it was fair because usually everything the standard now is 15 and I felt like 15 is it? would have been... I feel like 15 is like the standard now. It, I, you know, you're probably games. right. It probably is because Mark of the Ninja was 15. Yeah. Castle you know. Crasher started the 15. I remember Did that. Did it? Mm-hmm. Because they were all 10. Uh, usually, actually, I think when Xbox Live first came out, most of them were like 5 bucks. Yeah. And then they are like See, 10. I think 5 bucks is too cheap and 10 is too much. If there was like a $7.50 mark, <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, that's it. That's what you should pay for. And then it was, you don't remember it was like a big deal on Castle Crashers when they were like, it's going to be 15 bucks. It was yeah. kind of like a big deal then. And But that like set the standard because the game sold great and everybody thought, Okay, well, we can sell these games for fifteen bucks now. So, I, this, the ten dollar I feel is kind of rare now. Are there any like plans of this price. game coming to PC? Uh, did you read? Anything? I don't believe so. WayForward no. hasn't really put much PC uh, stuff okay. out. It's a shame. I think a game like this would. I think this game would would destroy on like Steam. Oh, a Steam sale when it's like three dollars or something. You know, uh, that's like a no brainer. Yeah, they would, they, <laughs> yeah, they would sell the capability to like connect through Steam and crap like that. Right, yeah, they would, would sell a million it. of them. Yeah, on, on a Steam sale. Yeah. Well, maybe not a, I just threw that number out there. I <laughs> no, nothing to base sales. that on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's true. It's because, you know, it has the... Uh, I feel like the person that's using Steam a lot is probably someone our age, maybe. maybe do you, I mean, Steam's pretty huge, but I mean, do, you be, think, yeah. do you think this, the, the main Steam user is probably somewhere in our age range? It probably grew up with Double Dragon. They see it mm-hmm. on a Steam sale for like two bucks. They'll think, I've got nothing to do this weekend, why not? They're going to buy it, just based on the name. They'll never play it, because you don't play the games you buy. (laughs) No, Steam sale games, you never play them. (laughs) Yeah. Lone Survivor, it's still sitting in my queue. (laughs) I got a couple. Yeah, I got a couple. Like Portal 2. Oh. I tried, you know, I tried to play it. I tried to play it, and uh, it kept kept crashing. No, it ran great. It ran great. It kept crashing. Well, crashing. Crashing isn't running great. Well, <laughs> I know that. He but means it looked pretty. But it, it looked good. Yeah, it looked good. It ran at a good frame rate. You know, I was yeah. very playable. I was very happy. And then the room started falling apart, and then we started moving forward. And it, it may have just been my computer. That Did you have to lay down on the floor for like 15 minutes after? Yeah, that Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't even want to oh, hear it. You. Unless only you had you. to lay down on the floor, I don't even want to hear it. All right? Only you. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> but, anyway, uh, you want to move on to our uh, community feedback here about uh, yeah the neon? Yeah, I've I've slobbed enough neon knob. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Uh, well, first, before we get into the community feedback, I want to um, give a shout out to David. I'm not going to say your last name because sometimes people are weird about that. So, but David uh, left us some feedback for Dear Esther uh, through Facebook, and I missed it. So, I'm very sorry, it didn't get read right on the show. I'm not going to go read it Dear all David. now. But I did read your feedback, and it was great. So, feel f- please hit us again sometime, and and I'll, I'll try to catch. Somehow, it went through a channel of Facebook that I don't usually check for Elder Geek, and it I I missed it. So, my apologies, but thank you very much. We uh, really appreciate uh, you taking the time to send that in to us. And I guess also, just speaking of Dear Esther real quick, I'll give a, a thanks to... <laughs> I mean, that episode really kind of blew up, and I don't want to get way into it, but there was like tons and tons of debate and conversation and, well, arguing going on in the YouTube comments for the last episode uh, for Dear Esther. And, uh, I mean... A lot of praise. Uh, a lot of people said nice things about the show and really appreciate that. And uh, also just, you know, we appreciate that people got that involved in it, I guess, that, that they were taking the time to, you know, uh, have such a heated debate. Um, but so thank you. Appreciate that as well. So so I ask you this. Is Double Dragon a game? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say no. I don't really think it is a game. No, um, yeah, yeah. It's more like an interactive uh, experience where you just push your character across the screen and then you hit buttons, pretty much. Oh wait, yeah, is it, it is. It is more movie <laughs> than video game. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I can play it with my cell phone, is it really a game? <laughs> it's like a soundtrack kind of that you just listen to the music and then you also move stuff on the screen while the music. You have plays. It, Yeah, you happen to be doing something while you're enjoying the music. Yeah. yeah I, see that yeah idle hands and all that <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh let's go ahead and give uh some feedback we got feedback from louis b who wrote in and said man i love this game it was a blast going through with the second person too i have only played double dragon on uh ness and always liked that game better than bad dudes my friends used to say bad dudes was better but i never agreed with them I love how you revive your teammate with a cassette and a pencil by pressing b constantly i will definitely be playing this over again Bad Dudes I, was a fun game. I was going to say, I thought it was funny that he brought up Bad Dudes, because you brought up Bad Dudes to me, Randy, when you were playing. You go, this should have been the sequel to Bad Dudes. <laughs> <laughs> I like how about, Bad Dudes. How about that Bad Dudes 2 Kickstarter that completely fell apart? Oh, thank God. Did you did. follow that? Was that did the fake one? The fake one? No, that was... Well, I don't... Cheetah Men the fake one? Not yet. No, Cheetah Men's real. Cheetah Men the real That one's a real one? Yeah, yeah. They wanted to like finish it. The guy that made that piece of shit wanted to like finish. That was like oh, a waste. I can't believe that got so. I can't believe that got funded. I mean, there was like, th- nothing there like was funding th- shit. <laughs> Sorry, like. <laughs> no, there was a there was a different controversy around the Cheetah Men, and it had to do with like uh, the angry video game nerd, um, and him sponsor like. Uh, well, he was in the video because I guess he was pimping it. I don't know why. That well, was and apparently he didn't want to pimp it, and there was like this oh, whole really? back and forth. Yeah, yeah. You go check it out. It's totally <laughs> worth. But that's all, totally off topic. But go check it out. <laughs> all right. Interesting. Uh, but yeah, the ba- I'm sorry, but yeah, the bad news two one. I think, like, when you said it was unofficial, like, the goal was really high, and I think like it was so high because. <laughs> the money from it was going so that they could acquire the rights to it. Like, uh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, Kickstarter. It was, and a game, there you looked, have and, it. It lo- and it looked like shit. Yeah, and it looked like like. Oh, thank God that didn't get yeah. funded. Uh, Nate, 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 Nate. Thank you, Nate. Wrote in uh, and said, "I enjoyed the first few levels I checked out yesterday. If nothing else, it's a really funny game. I made it to the second level boss. who sounds just like Skeletor. I was dying the whole time before I gave up." Uh, I can't wait to see what other kind of ridiculous stuff is in this game. Well, very cool. Thank there you very much. Ridiculous stuff. <laughs> I wish you guys beat. I wish you guys beat the game. I I, 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 I plan on it. I just I will. I want I w- people. I hope people that are going to be watching it on YouTube are probably going to be seeing me get as far as I can possibly get uh, with it. But like the upside down helicopter stage is as far as I can get because then you get to the tank and the tank just destroys me and uh, then like burns my corpse and then pees on my corpse. Were you actually like fighting most of the tank? Because most of the tank you just skip and then. Uh... I was just tr- I was just trying to get up to the top because it was it showed there was something flashy on the top right of the thing and yeah. then like a barrel or whatever. Yeah, you got to throw yeah. the barrel at it a couple times. Yeah, I couldn't even get up there. Uh, dang. Mm. But the ending is great. 
Um, I will get there. The the way yeah, I guess I shouldn't ruin it for you guys. No, I, go ahead. I'll, I'll ruin it for the listeners. I don't want to ruin it for you guys. It's fine. <laughs> it has the best. It gives, like it's the best achievement I ever got. Because you know you always beat a game, you get the achievement. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Like in this one. All right, I'll ruin. You sure you don't care if I ruin it? We said we spoil the game, right. so okay. the bad guy you throw him off a cliff, and he's falling, and he sings. At the, he sings the final <laughs> song, <laughs> and he's and one of the lines is something about like how you know here's here, I'll give you this reward. You know this is what you'll remember me by, and like as he says it, that's when you get your achievement. And it's like oh shit, that was awesome. <laughs> that's pretty yeah, fun. Now I want to beat it. <laughs> yes. <Yeah, see? laughs> And it's good, and his song cool. is great, and yes, so best achievement as well. <laughs> <laughs> and our final uh, community feedback comes from Kevin uh, of GoNintendo.com fame, uh, also known as the Raw Meat Cowboy, which that name always disturbs me a little bit. I don't know why. For he posted a clip. He posted a <laughs> clip today. <laughs> it is a disturbing name. <laughs> he posted a clip today of uh, Jeff uh, Kaylee. He's got an interview with Reggie tonight on um, on uh, what's the TV game trailers? Show game trailers tonight, yeah. And he mentions uh, Go Nintendo and Raw Meat Cow, and he says Raw Meat Cowboy to Reggie. <laughs> it, it, it cracked me up, dude. Did Reggie? <laughs> did Reggie maintain a straight face? <laughs> yeah, of course. Wow, man, that guy is that guy's <laughs> hardcore. He is hardcore PR. Oh, I'm, I'm getting ready because Reggie's going to be showing up tonight for some Nintendo uh, Direct. Okay. I hope. I hope he. F- Delivers. I'm sorry. I'm getting excited. So oh. here's here's what Kevin said. Let, let me let me read what Kevin said. Uh, I think for fans of Double Dragon and Cheese, it's absolutely amazing. One of the best soundtracks for a game I've ever heard. I agree wholeheartedly. I, I think the soundtrack is is absolutely the soundtrack really good. Is awesome. You and can he even nails it. Pick it up on Bandcamp, I believe. Yeah, uh, for free. You can get it for free, and he nails it like in every single way. Like the music, it's. For Double Dragon fans, there's like remixes of great songs, like classic songs that sound great, and then there's like these '80s pop songs that we talked about um, that are just sound like something that you would have heard from then. And then um, each of the what we're talking about, like the magic and the um, and like the stuff that you can equip, each of them has like their own theme song, and they're mm-hmm. all kind of like a take on some real '80s song, you know, mm-hmm. like like a parody. So there's all that stuff. There's like Depeche Mode, basically songs and Run DMC and shit. Yep. And then there's just his like regular like then he has his own original music that he created for it that sounds like it would fit in a Double Dragon game or a game of this type. But like he just nails it like on every single front. It's awesome. I actually wanted to, to contact one of the guys from This Place Is Haunted and ask like if they had listened to it at all because those guys actually redid like the original. Uh, Double Dragon music as like a rock cover. Did okay. Did you watch them with me last year at Magfest? Yeah. And they did. You remember they did like the whole thing of Double Dragon. They had it playing yeah, in the it background. Was, yeah, it was good. Yeah, and then playing this game kind of reminded me of that. So I wanted to, mm-hmm. I wanted to hear their take on it. But anyway, good soundtrack. Moving on. Oh yeah. So that that's it for community feedback. Thank you guys very much for sending that in. Uh, we really appreciate it. And you guys listening uh, for the next game, uh, we would love to get your feedback as well. And I guess we might as well ha- go ahead and let you know that next time for the game club, we're going to be playing the game Colorblind, which is on the PC. And uh, I don't know a whole lot about it aside from a little video clip Phil showed me the other day, and uh, should be interesting. It's color bind. By oh, the way. color bind. Sorry. Um, yeah, dude, I I did the same mistake. <laughs> I was like, what? Why, why am I not finding this in any Google searches? Uh, you know, it's color bind. Color bind. Mm, the, play, the play on words. Play on words. Well, they got me. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's like a three D puzzly kind of game where the physics are based on the color of the blocks in, in the oh, reality. Okay. So cool. Yeah. Should be fun. Looking forward to it. So if you guys want to check out Color Bind on the PC and send us some feedback, we will read it on the show as always. And speaking of things that we read on the show, it's time to talk about iTunes and Zune reviews. <laughs> <laughs> Any new ones? Yeah, we got a new one. We got a new five star wow. review. This one comes from Matt. Um, and it's very nice. So I'm going to go ahead and read it. It says, great show, great concept, great ear candy. Uh, this show is a great way to hear about those games that you might otherwise have missed. What makes it a five-star review is the chemistry between the hosts. I could listen to these guys talk about cheese. 
The conversation wow. comes across as natural and unrehearsed while still feeling professional. Well, I, I can tell you right now, it's definitely unrehearsed. <laughs> Although we do, we do goad each other a little bit before the show starts through Twitter and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that is true. You get the feeling that you're part of the conversation with friends rather than just listening to people from the outside. These guys deserve to be heard by more people, so spread the word. Thank you, Matt. Cool. Really Thanks. appreciate that. that. Very, that very cool. Stuff. And, uh, yeah, so anybody else who wants to leave us some reviews, uh, we'd really greatly appreciate it. It only helps our rankings on services like iTunes and uh, just help us get more people submitting community feedback. Uh, it's good for everyone. And if you do submit reviews, uh, I will read them on the show. Um, and if you happen to submit it from another country, uh, just shoot us an email at eldergeekgameclub at gmail.com and let me know that you sent one in because I don't typically... you got to f- manually toggle between the different country stores in iTunes and stuff like that, and I don't always see them. So if you sent me a review and you're in a country other than the United States, let me know on email and I'll, I'll go find your review and I'll, I'll make sure that it gets read on the show. Awesome. So that's about it. Uh, and then be sure to head over to eldergeek.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Twitch TV. Lots of good stuff going on. Great reviews, uh, editorial comment, uh, <laughs> content, uh, <laughs> and uh, all kinds of good stuff from Elder Geek. Uh, so please check it out. Yes, and if you're listening this far into the show, just a kind of a cool reminder that every Friday in October, well, pretty much the entire month of October, we're going to be streaming uh, horror games for charity. Uh, we're going to be calling it the Friday Night Creature Feature. Uh, we've done Friday Night Creature Features before, but we've done them just as reviews, but this time we kind of figured we would do them as live streams and do it for charity as well. So um, check it out. We've got a couple of great sponsors lined up. I think you're going to be able to get some free games if you just kind of at least hang out and watch a few of us get scared out of our brains. That's it. Very cool. Yeah. Yes, indeed. So that about does it for this episode. And I would like to say thank you to everybody who has listened, uh, downloaded through various means, or watching us on YouTube. We really appreciate your support, guys. Uh, Check us out in two weeks for Colorbind. Uh, And for myself, Steve, and Phil, and Randy, we will see you then. Adios. I bid you adieu.